Ground ball back up the middle. Altuve backhands on the VR. They get the double play. 4-6-3. Cabrera to Desmond in a 4-6-3. DeScafani, they'll go 4-6-3. Hello and welcome to the 4-6-3 podcast. I'm your host, Jory Negan-Schechter. Thrilled to be joined by Jake Brandon and Zach Borden. It's the 4-6-3 podcast after dark. Don't worry, no R rating on this one, though. It is a ALCS Call it addendum to our part one on the National League Championship preview earlier today. We are recording this one in the hours following the Yankees' defeat over the Cleveland Guardians. So they book their ticket to the ALCS where they will face the Houston Astros. And Zach, I'll start with you. How long until we start hearing chants of fire Terry for starting Aaron Savali in an elimination game? (laughs) Well, his contract's up, so, you know, maybe... uh... The front office, who probably made the decision, well, decide to scapegoat him and not bring him back. But in all seriousness, I, I doubt it. They, um, realistically, this was probably as far as they could go as a team, just in terms of team construction. They, you know, a, fu- a fun team, a young team. I picked them to win the series in five, so, you know, like pretty close there. I, I don't think that they would have had much of a chance against the Astros. So as fun as they were... I think this is a good a good spot for them to, to bow out. I mean, a distant third team, obviously, but still, you have to be pretty happy with this regardless if you're a Guardians fan or even if you're a member of the Guardians organization because no one had them even making the playoffs, really. And to come out and push the Yankees to five games, I think, in a lot of respects, speaks to the scrappy style of baseball that that team really plays. Yeah, they definitely yeah. Have, they have a lot to be proud of, for sure. No, it's a team that no one expected to make the playoffs. It's it's unfortunate the way that it ended, not pitching Bieber in that final game, obviously. Tito's, like, he, he wasn't on the hot seat at all, but and I guess that kind of raises the question, not pitching him in that game, how much of it was his decision, how much of it was the front offices, but I didn't love his bullpen management tonight either. I think he... He gave Judge three plate appearances where where the relievers had already thrown 25 pitches. So they're kind of like nearing the end of their outing and they're facing the best hitter in the league right now. So I kind of question that a bit too. But I mean, he's a guy that, that, was, we, we, that we talked about for, for AL Manager of the Year because of what he was able to do with this team. So they, yeah, they definitely have a, a lot to be proud of. He was able to squeeze every drop out of them exactly, right? Well, Zach, I mean, I'll let you kind of speak on this a little more, just about his management of this game and and just in general. I was just going to say, I think they're a pretty easy fix going forward, right? Like, they have the pitching, they have the super deep bullpen, they have a solid rotation, which is super young. You know, McKenzie and Quantrill are probably just going to be better next year. Bieber, you know, maybe kind of at his peak right now, but, you know, he's he's not going to digress that much next season. And, you know, you just add a little bit of pop into that lineup, and I'd say that they could, you know, be in the upper echelon of American League teams going forward. In terms of him him managing throughout the series, you know, they they did lean on their bullpen pretty hard. They, you know, got wins in the McKenzie and the Bieber game, and then you lost two Quantrill games and the Aaron Savali game. So, obviously, you know, kind of a theme, I guess, just that third pitcher being the key in the division series for all teams, you know, having that third guy is, is it makes a huge difference. And Cleveland just kind of lacked that third consistent option to, to get them over that hump. Yeah, having Quantrill pitch twice in the five game series is definitely where what I highlight as what went wrong. It's definitely it's unfortunate that he had to lead off the series and and go against Cole twice. Cole 
probably the MVP of the series, I would say. Just just absolutely dominant for the Yankees. 13 innings pitched. He allowed three earned runs. Just, yeah, two wins for Cole. So, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say he's the MVP. And then and then the MVP offensively was definitely Harrison Bader. Like, we keep talking about having those guys that you don't expect to perform well. Bader hit three home runs, and that really helped the bottom of their bottom of their lineup. And it's kind of been a theme, honestly, having those defensive center fielders just, just step up. Grisham, Brandon Marsh, and now now Harrison Bader, these defensive guys that you don't expect to hit. Having them hit is, is so huge, I keep saying it. And also on the Guardian side, I think worth acknowledging, Stephen Kwan and Jose Ramirez had a series, but I really don't think any other Guardians guys really had anything in terms of really productive outings. I guess, you know, Gonzalez obviously had the big hit there, but the Guardians' bats kind of fell asleep, which was kind of what was maybe expected of them just because they lacked a lot of that firepower that even like the Yankees have, who themselves have the odd hole in their lineup. Yeah, I mean, the, the Yankees hit 182 in the series, and the, the Guardians hit 247. So, you know, two different styles, right? And the Yankees hit nine home runs, and Cleveland hit three. So the difference in the series right there, that's, you know, kind of the, the pop that both teams had. The Yankees putting balls over the wall and guaranteeing themselves runs when the Guardians, you know, didn't have the depth offensively to string together single after single to get guys across. So... You know, I think coming into the series, I kind of highlighted Jimenez as one of the guys that could be super key for Cleveland in terms of actually winning the series. And he he was fine. He uh, wasn't outstanding, wasn't super special for them. And, you know, I think another guy that was could have been super important was, was Naylor. And he was really bad, too. You know, rocking the baby aside, he... He was four for twenty-two. He slept like a baby that series. <laughs> yeah, I I think you know if you look at Naylor and Jimenez, you know they both got four hits in more than twenty at bats, and you know neither really contributed all that much offensively. So those are two guys that Cleveland relied on during the regular season to carry them offensively, and neither of them showed up in this series. So maybe if they had, it would have been better for Cleveland. Well, Jake, I also want to ask you, because we've talked about the lack of hitting that the the Guardians had, but, I mean, Zach, you're mentioning that they hit under 200 as a team for the whole series, so how, in your eyes, did the Yankees ultimately pull this one off? Yeah, I mean, tonight, you you highlight Aaron Judge and, and John Carlos Stanton, two guys coming up that didn't have amazing series, but they came up big tonight. They both hit home runs, and and that's all they needed to do. And another guy that was really good was Anthony Rizzo. He, he definitely stepped up as well. But yeah, I mean, the way the Yankees got it done, a, 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 really, a guy that I really wanted to highlight is Wandy Peralta. He actually pitched in all five games of the DS. He's, he's the first pitcher to do that, which is, which is really impressive. He's a guy that they relied on for, for every game against a Cleveland team that really struggles against left-handed pitching. So I think that was a huge key for them, for sure. Wandy... He's a guy that gets a ton of ground balls. He has a great swinging strike rate, 16.2%. For some reason, he doesn't strike out a ton of guys, which is weird with, with how high his swinging strike rate is. But just, yeah, a really solid reliever in a pen that, that's that been struggling. And looking forward to the next series, I, I do worry about their pen still. I think that they were able to rely on those two big lefties, uh, Peralta and, and Licky, but... Going into the next series, the Astros are going to hit lefties a lot better than the Guardians, and and a lot of weight is going to fall on Clay Holmes, which is going to be really tough for them. 
yeah, I mean, Holmes was super impressive too, though. Yeah. He kind of looked like he did at the beginning of the year. He, you know, threw three and a third, gave up just four hits, five Ks. He had that one viral strikeout of Jose Ramirez kind of looking like the guy that he was at the beginning of the year. So, I mean, if you're looking for positives to take away from the Yankees bullpen, obviously it was good all around. But, you know, especially going forward, I think Holmes being that guy is going to be super important for the Yankees in the next round when it is a seven-game series. And, you know, you, you can't get away with kind of shortening your rotation. I thought I thought it was funny, Torres, at the end, giving it back to them with, with Rock and the baby, but... It's. I, I wish it was somebody else on the team because it's. It's funny. You you sort by win probability added, and the two the two <laughs> lowest players, the lowest on the Guardians is Naylor, and then the lowest on the Yankees is Torres. So the the two guys the two guys going back at <laughs> rock, it are just rock the baby. Just <laughs> Both contributing of them, the least. Neither of them had any right. Neither of them had any right to be doing yeah. that. If, if Glaber didn't hit like twenty home runs against Baltimore in twenty nineteen, I'm not sure he's still in the league. Yeah, I feel like that's probably true. Yeah, he just he feasted on, on the the Orioles when they were awful that one year, and that's what set him off. He was a big prospect. He had a good year because of that, but since then he hasn't been anything special. I I, I questioned the decision him, him leading off. I don't really love that. I, I'd rather them stick with Rizzo, a guy who who performed really really well in the series, a good on base percentage guy. I like how they did move move Judge to two. Say what you will about Arod, he was right, right on that one. I think I, I do like Arod. Uh, I like, I like Judge in the two hole. Arod <laughs> in the two hole would be good too. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> at forty something years old, man, man. He, he could probably still hit. I don't know. <laughs> they, 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 they could, could they could he use could his offense. <laughs> um, Zach, I also want to ask you. You picked the Guardians to go the distance here. Can you kind of give me like a bit of a behind the curtain of what? you thought made them special and why that magic dried up during this series? Yeah, I think I, I fell in love with kind of their rotation and their bullpen, right? I think that those two things were really the elite part of their team. And I just thought the way that they played, you know, in the postseason, you're facing good pitching. And sometimes when you can't get good swings on good pitching, right? They're throwing you good pitches. You can't always drive that. So sometimes putting the ball in play, putting pressure on the defense, getting hits, kind of being able to do that against good pitching is, is a better offensive strategy just, than just hitting the ball out. And, you know, sometimes that dries up, right? So I thought for them to be able to make it this far that their offense would maybe kind of continue doing that. Like you would kind of have Jimenez still playing at that, I don't want to say MVP level, but he'll probably finish top five. He'll get a VP. In, in he'll MVP. Get yeah, he'll for sure. get his fair share. Right, so like if somebody like him kind of keeps playing that way and, you know, like they just they just didn't necessarily continue that offensive scrappiness that, that we got so accustomed to with them in the regular season. So, you know, you kind of miss out on that. And, and I mean, you know, the, the, pitching, the pitching was good, but you do not get the same kind of season from Quantrill, which I think, you know, we can realistically say that that was maybe easy to see coming because of the the peripheral surrounding him right obviously not a super baseball savant god coming into the series as their three pitcher but um you know even even though like McKenzie wasn't great in his start Bieber was really good in his but that bullpen was 
was awesome and especially in the series before so i feel like you miss out on the three starter and you lose a little bit of the juice that they had offensively in the regular season and that's how they just come up a little bit short in the series yeah i'm still really surprised that bieber didn't get into this game five i really thought with all hands on deck is that like a protecting his arm sort of thing because it's not like he's that young yeah, I don't know if it's protecting his arm or if it's just them playing ahead for the next series and they want and they want Bieber to lead it off. Like, but that's just a bad strategy. Like, you have to get there. Like, say say what you want about the Yankees' chances chances next round against the Astros. It it, it lines up kind of rough pitching wise now because of them going Cortez in this game on short rest. But they're there and and the Guardians aren't. So yeah, I, I definitely think Bieber should have pitched and it would it probably would have been. I don't know if they would have won, but. It, definitely would have been a closer result than than starting Savale and and the Yankees winning probably saved Boone's job I can pretty confidently say that if they lost tonight he he was the most excited guy that I saw on the field after that game he was he was fired up giving everybody hugs like I I I really think if if they lost this game he was going to be gone do you think so you think he's safe now no matter what happens in the next round uh I mean, as long as he doesn't do anything crazy. Like, I think they can lose, and he can probably be safe, but unless there's, like, just horrible, horrible managing that you can just clearly see, then I I, I think he's probably going to stick around. They would probably have to get, like, swept or something stupid. Yeah, he's definitely one of the guys. Like, I feel like he probably should have gotten fired last year, and him being here this year was a surprise to me. But I think, um, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe he'll stay, maybe he won't. I don't know. It's a... It's an interesting question considering how they started the year and kind of fell off. I think that he's trying to rebuild Goodwill now and obviously winning this series is a big step for him and and that team. I think their expectations are going to be to to make the World Series here. So we'll see. We'll see how they do against Houston. Well, let's look ahead now and look at the other side of the bracket. The Houston Astros knocking off the Seattle Mariners. The Mariners, in some respects, similar to the Guardians in terms of it being a nice story, but... I don't know if they ever really stood much of a chance in terms of actually taking out the juggernaut Astros. And the other big storyline from this series, I think, has got to be that Jordan Alvarez is not human. This guy is just an alien from another planet. Yeah, I mean, Alvarez has been one of the best hitters in the league, no question. And yeah, you compare their top two guys, it's it's him and Judge. And then both offenses are similar, how it does thin out near the end. But I think when you look at the Astros, they're just better in every aspect they have they have the advantage offensively they have such deep pitching it just can't be said how deep their pitching is and their bullpen's so effective like you look at that 18 inning game against the Mariners and it's the 14th inning and then they just decide to roll out their five starter who would easily be a three starter maybe even a two starter on a lot of other teams just throw five shutout like having like they're just not going to roll out a pitcher that's just like super hittable and the Yankees are, are going to have to do that just because of all the injuries in their bullpen. I think I think looking at Seattle too for that series, like they they were they were right there. Oh, yeah. You know, like it's it's a it's a sweep, yeah. But you, you I mean, the Mariners lost game one. They didn't. The Astros. I mean, case the, the Astros kind of won game one. But I I really do would say that the Mariners probably lost that game more than the Astros won it. You know, obviously the Robbie Ray decision aside, like that's. We can get into that, I'm sure, but yeah. just kind of giving up that lead after you get on Verlander is a, a, a tough way for them to open that series. And then game two, you know, a, a close game again, a Jordan home run kind of seals the deal for Houston there. And then you lose an 18 inning game, one nothing. Like 
It's a hard. What, what not, are you gonna do? There's what more can you possibly do? I do want to dive into the Robbie Ray thing a little bit. It's maybe not stale at this point, but it's certainly a bit played out. But given that we haven't really had the chance to discuss it in depth, do you guys like disagree with that decision, or who, is there even someone else you can even go to in that spot? What do you do if you're if you're Seattle? Yeah, I mean, at the time, I, I when I saw it, I'm like, okay, I see the logic in this. This makes sense. They're going to Ray. They don't have a true lefty in their pen. They have Matt Boyd. They don't want to go to him as a lefty-lefty matchup. But then you dig into it a bit deeper. Jordan hits both sides, no matter what. He's he's going to crush left-handed pitching. He's going to crush right-handed pitching. So you probably just want to put your best reliever in, in that situation. And I think that that's Eric Swanson. That he's been such a reliable guy for them all year. And... I, I don't think it's a horrible decision regardless. Like, Ray's obviously a really good pitcher, but he wasn't fully rested. And I don't know. I, like, the, the pitch selection is probably the worst thing. He just came in, and he threw two sinkers right down the middle, and Jordan makes him pay for the you're second one. You're begging. Yeah, you're like, begging to get crushed. And I, also, I mean, Ray didn't look that good in the wildcard series either, right? So I'm surprised that they go right back to him, given that he kind of, I don't know, showed some... Whatever the word may be, just the word escapes me, but just he was showing some like weakness or he didn't look good. He didn't look like himself. No, it's, you know, realistically in the, in that spot, you, you probably have like four options for your, for your at-bat with Jordan, right? So, you know, your first option is you stick with Seawald, who was struggling, but again, probably a better matchup than, than Ray, right? Uh, your second option could just be to walk Jordan, and then you have Seawald against Bregman, who doesn't hit righties as well as he hits lefties. You know, you, you do put the tying run on second in that situation, but and hindsight's twenty twenty. Hindsight's twenty twenty, but obviously a better result probably follows if you intentionally walk him. You could have gone to Swanson, which you know I was screaming, and even in the wild card, I'm like, where's Swanson? How has this guy not pitched yet? He's so good, and he only threw one inning in five playoff games for your team, and he was your best reliever. So. You know, uh, again, probably a better matchup there. And then even, like, I mean, you could have gone Matt Boyd, but again... Like, I, I, like you, my, you're my, not going Matt Boyd. <laughs> my thing is, I, I why, is he on your, why is he on your roster, though? Just If not for yeah. a lefty-lefty matchup that you want. it's That's the thing. It's just not a lefty-lefty matchup that you want, I think, because Jordan's going to hit both regardless. Yeah. So that's why I think they go to Ray. But I, regardless, like, they score six runs off... Like, they're not favored in, in the game at all, but they score six runs off Berlander. You gotta find a way to win that game. It's it's pretty frustrating, for sure. And you, you lose after, sco- like, lighting up Verlander, he's, he's a guy who's gonna win the Cy Young, and then you lose in 18 innings. It's it's tough for Mariners fans, for sure, after after so long not being in the playoffs to lose like this. Yeah, and they, they do get that home game, so, I mean... There was all sorts of stuff on Twitter. And, they got and two stuff. games worth of home games. Honestly, yeah, yeah innings, honestly. Right? They, yeah. I mean, they got their money's worth, right? Did you guys see that uh, Granky was in the stands? I think it was. That was so funny. He was at the That's, 18 inning game? I think yeah, it was. Yeah, 18, he was. Yeah. Yeah. Only <laughs> Granky. Eh? I love Zach. Only Zach Granky. <laughs> what a gem, man. He, he was probably Hilarious. dying to come in and pitch. <laughs> oh, my God. Could you imagine? Just guy cli- guy <laughs> well, jumps over the railing. He's, like, ready to go. Well, Felix was there, too. I was like, man, send, send this guy in. <laughs> Yo, honestly. <laughs> the Who needs Granky the bullpen? versus Hernandez matchup in 2010. Yeah. Just bring it back. Give me Hernandez versus Granky 2010 version of them oh, on the mound. That's... Yeah. Beautiful. That would have been fun. 
Oh. Did Greggy like ever pitch in the playoffs with the Royals? He wouldn't have because he would have been dealt way before. And then the Brewers. I don't know if he even would have been with the Brewers or the A- or the uh, Angels. Oh, with either, the the right? Dodgers. With the Dodgers. No, obviously with was... the Dodgers he would have, but certainly oh, not you mean with then, Kansas right? City? Like we never really saw like prime Granky in the playoffs, right? He so he pitched in the playoffs with Milwaukee. Really? But never in 2011 with the Brewers, yeah. but then never Didn't with with well. Kansas City. Yeah. Yeah, Dodgers, Astros, yeah, never with Kansas City. Didn't pitch well with the with the Brewers. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure I mean, I'm sure the Mariners would have liked to maybe have him in game 1, but I don't know how much he would have helped in game 3. <laughs> He was like surprisingly. He was good for no reason this year, Zach Granke. I don't know if you looked at his stat, but like he he finished with a sub four ERA, and I was like, how is that even good possible? Good for him. Every good time I checked him. his his stat line, this guy would have like zero strike. Like, what's his strikeouts per nine on the year? I think it's like yeah, it's four point eight. Like, I don't know how he got it done this year. Probably, probably one of the luckier seasons I've seen. But eh, it's you know Zach you know where Zach Granke needed to be in this series. Where's that? At the plate. At the plate. Oh, Get yeah. him a pinch hit. That's was it. La- it was last year in the ALCS when the Astros pinch hit him for a, for an actual hitter. <laughs> well, because he could hit, and the well, I mean, let's just kind of get a little back on track here. That the the hitting for the Astros, I mean, outside of Alvarez, they had their guys, but I mean, that eighteen inning game, nobody was hitting. Altuve went zero for sixteen in the series. That's brutal. How do you, as an MVP candidate, with only with only for... one walk too? He only got on base once. How in seventeen plate appearances? Was he just like overmatched? Like, how do you possibly let that happen? I I have no idea. It's just just baseball, man. I'll tell I'll tell you. Sometimes you just go through those stretches. Yeah, it's and uh... yeah, it happens. Guys just go through slumps. No matter how good you are, it's gonna happen to the best of best of guys. It happens to Mike Trout. Like that's just that's just the way baseball is. But. Yeah, having El Tuve struggles definitely, definitely not good. Just because he hasn't been the same def- defensive player that he has in the past. So, if he's not producing with a bat, he's not really providing too much at this point in his career. So, he's a guy that's definitely going to need to step up in the in the leadoff spot if they want to if they want to beat the Yankees. Well, is that a place where the Yankees could maybe not exploit, but could kind of find some hope is that they're not firing on all cylinders in some respects i mean it's it's three games for for altuve so i'm not too concerned he, he had a really good season he had 300 he had 28 homers 18 steals like i'm i'm i, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm concerned about him at all i i the yankees are definitely in tough for the series that's that's all i'm gonna say like t- they're, they're gonna have to lead off with tyon and they're gonna have to pitch him twice and and only pitch cortez once after throwing cortez tonight so that uh, that game one matchup is is going to be a huge mismatch. Verlander versus Tyon. Yeah, do we? I, I don't know if we see two performances from Verlander back to back like we saw in game one. Yeah, that's that's another thing too for sure. After after giving up six, you know you know he's going to come come back like the way he pitched this year. I I have a lot of confidence in Verlander even at this point in his career. So yeah, he, he's a guy that's probably going to step up for the Astros. I, I would assume. <laughs> so let me actually pose this question to both of you. Jake, I'll start with you. How do the Astros go about winning this series? What do they need to execute on? And on the other side of the coin, what do the Yankees need to do if they hope to win this series? Yeah, I think as far as the Astros go, they, they have such an advantage pitching. So there's nothing really I can say there. The only thing that they really need to improve on is that bottom of the order, just getting some production out of the bottom of the order. Yuli Gurriel had a pretty brutal season, but he actually produced, he's been producing pretty well so far in the playoffs, so if he can continue that, that's huge. He's been a guy they've relied on in the past. Um, 
yeah, something else. I mean, the center fielder narrative, I'm going to continue with that. If, if somebody like Chaz McCormick can step up, he plays great defense. So, yeah, just getting production out of the bottom of the lineup, I think, is going to be... If, if the Astros get that, then I think they could honestly sweep this series. But regardless, I think they're favored. Well, what do you think about the Yankees and, and what they could possibly bring and how they could possibly win? Yeah, the Yankees are going to need guys to step up too. Rizzo has been performing well, but yeah, they're going to need they're going to need Stanton to to really step up. I think on top of Judge, they need somebody that's going to match like uh, uh, the big three for the Astros, which is Altuve, Tucker, and Jordan. Like Judge has been carrying their offense all year, so they need guys to step up. They need Rizzo to keep doing what he's doing, Stanton to really step up, and like like I said, I don't like Torres in the leadoff spot, but if they can get some production out of him, that would be huge too. So, Zach, let me pose the same question to you, the same two questions. How do the Astros go about winning this series? And how do the Yankees go about winning this series? What needs to happen for both of those sides if they want to come out on top and win the AL pennant? Yeah, I think I think Jake kind of covered the Astros pretty well. Like, I mean, you, you just need to kind of stick with that staff. Their staff's been so good. It's, good. it's deeper than the Yankee staff, right? The Yankees are kind of Cole Cortez and then... I, I guess Severino, sorry. Severino's really good too, but I just, I do have more confidence in the depth that the Astros have, you know, especially in their bullpen, right? Like their bullpen's healthier than the Yankees and there's just more guys that I trust out there. So I think, you know, if, if their rotation's able to keep holding down the Yankees in the way that, honestly, the way that Cleveland just held down the Yankees, if Houston does that, I think they win this, this series easy. And and for for the Yankees on the other side, right? Like it's, it's going to kind of come down to the bats. It, Judge can't strike out 11 times in this series like he just did um you know for judge too like we set the over under for walks for him in this series at 10 and he only walked once so (laughs) not not ideal (laughs) no so i mean obviously there's a lot of pressure on judge to kind of be the face of the team and carry them and i think jake's right like the depth in the lineup is going to be huge for the yankees and if to really compete with the astros you're going to need everybody to to start hitting like i mean donaldson has really got to get going glaber Trevino uh, Bader's already going so if you can kind of get that that contribution from those guys and let your pitching staff at least stay in games I think that they'll they'll have a chance to maybe surprise some people and and knock off the Astros well another thing that the Yankees could could definitely do is I I I criticize them DHing Stanton I think moving him to the outfield would be a a really something that would really boost their offense having somebody like Matt Carpenter who has been hurt he, but when he was in the lineup this year like this guy was unbelievable and they're desperate for offense so I and Stan's not a bad defender at all he's he's a really solid defender they play him at DH because they're scared of him getting hurt but I mean it's it's crunch time like they need every bat that they can and they they recently made the switch sitting Kiner Falefa playing Cabrera there at short but and 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 they were playing Hicks and, and left, but he actually got hurt tonight. So that could kind of be a low key blessing in disguise if they decide to move Stanton to the outfield. But unfortunately, I just don't see it. I think Kiner Fluff is gonna go back into into starting every day. It's gonna have to be all hands on deck, right? And if you can't worry about Stanton getting hurt because the the end goal is in sight, you can't be playing scared in the ALCS. So let's let's go through this and let's let's. Put it the pen to paper, the proverbial paper. Uh, Zach, what's your pick for this series? I'm gonna I'm gonna go Astros in six. I think you know the the Yankees staff is good, right? Like you have Cole Cortez and Severino. I think they're too good to not at least take take one game, maybe two. 
Um, Houston's just so deep, and you know, I, I I get that. Maybe learning the lesson, the depth lesson in the NLDS with you know the Braves and the Dodgers saying how deep they are, and then both of those teams losing. But I just think the Astros' depth is a little bit better in terms of how they're going to be utilized in this series, and their their top guys are are really good too. So it's it's going to be a tough go for the Yankees, and I'm I'm going to say Houston's going back to the World Series. And Jake, who do you got? Yeah, I mean, Houston's just built for a seven-game series. Like like Zach mentioned, they're so deep. So it's it's really, like, there's no way I could bet against them in, in this series specifically with the Yankees so banged up. You look at game one, it's Verlander versus Tyon. It's it's a huge, mis- huge mismatch. Game two, Valdez versus Severino. That one you could see the Yankees maybe taking, but, uh, like, I, still, I like the Astros in that. Game three, I think, with Kowal on the mound, that's the one that I see the Yankees winning. But then, like Game Five, they have to go back to Tyon versus Verlander again, and, and I I really don't see the Yankees winning that matchup. So my final prediction, I'm I'm a bit more, I I'm really just so in on the Astros. I I'm I'm going Astros in five. Astros in five. Yeah. He really doesn't think the Yankees are built for this. I'm holding like a cheap suitcase. I don't. It's just like if they had their bullpen like like they have in the past, that I, I would for sure think this would be a deeper series. They like the the offenses match up pretty well, but yeah, just just the Yankees bullpen. I just they're they're not going to be able to exploit like exploit those lefties like they did against the Guardians. Like the Astros are a team that hits lefties even better. They ranked second in WRC plus against lefties. The Guardians worse they were they were so low against left-handed pitching like they were they were i, I think they ranked like 27th in the league in, in against wrc plus against left-handed pitching so they they just didn't have anybody that they can rely on to hit lefties and they really exploited that just throwing wandy peralta out there every game well i think also and kind of my pick there's going to be two narratives here that are really competing and i think one of these two is going to ultimately be what decides this series there's either the narrative that the Yankees had their hands full with the lowly Guardians. How could they possibly stand up to the Astros? And Jake, kind of like you said, they get wiped off the off the face of the map, and it's Astros in four or five, and it's not even close. The other scenario is the rest versus rust argument that I don't think either of you guys have really thought about necessarily, but, I mean, it doesn't get any more rust kind of... You don't get any more, quote-unquote, into it than the Yankees, given that they've played, what, like eight games in nine days or something with this series included. They're going to be playing a lot of baseball in a short amount of time. And in terms of rest, that's not ideal, but, you know, for guys in a groove like a Harrison Bader, he's going to be sticking with it. He's not going to have any time off, whereas, obviously, in the case of the Astros, they've been sitting now for a couple days, and we all know how important it is to maintain your momentum during the playoffs when you know as i've said a couple of times throughout our podcast the playoffs are all about momentum it's all about mojo and if you lose that mojo even for a minute you know you never know what happens so i think that when it's all said and done i'm i'm inclined to agree with jake but i just can't shake that rest versus rest concern so i think this thing's going seven and i think if it goes seven you know what we've seen a lot of stupid stuff happen this playoffs i'll say yankees in seven because I think that the rest versus rest situation could prove to be a deciding factor in the series. Yeah, I mean we've we've seen both sides of it for sure. I mean on the AL side, you've seen the rest be a benefit because both top teams have have advanced. It's the top two seeds, it's the Astros and the Yankees. But you look at the other side, 
it's the two bottom seats. It's the complete opposite end of the spectrum. It's the Phillies and and the Padres, which nobody picked. So yeah, it's an inter- it's interesting debate for sure. Yeah, the Yankees they they played all five games, and the Astros the Astros swept the series. So completely two different both both ends of it there for sure. Yeah, we've seen a lot of Yankees and Astros, and the Astros have generally kind of come out on top. So you know, if we do get the Yankees showing up and you know, maybe they look a little, a little bit like the team that they did at the beginning of the year. I would definitely have probably picked that team over the Astros. So I, I think there is a world where the Yankees starting rotation shows up and shuts down the Astros and Aaron Judge looks like 62 home run Aaron Judge. And, you know, the Yankees are, are a good team themselves. So I think they, if everything goes right, it's it's not a an egregious take to say that they're going to win. So let's move along now to the potential MVP conversation, just like we did in the National League. Zach, who do you think will potentially be a difference maker and could be the MVP in the American League Championship Series? Well, I'm going to, you know, kind of talking about building on some momentum from the Division Series. Obviously, I got the Astros. And a nice little story in Jeremy Pena. I'm going to go Jeremy Pena fills in for his predecessor, Carlos Correa, who's the playoffs are apparently his time. But now it is Jeremy Pena's time. He will be the ALCS MVP. It's Carlos Correa's time to give analysis from the MLB Network studio. (laughs) He did great. Give him the ALCS MVP for doing that, actually. Exactly. Mentioning WRC Plus on the broadcast, we love to see it. Jake, give me your your MVP and or big performer uh, pick for this uh, championship series. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great matchup, honestly, just because there's so much bad blood there, right? All the all the history with, with the Astros in 2017, the Yankees felt they got robbed because they were cheating. There's going to be a ton of booze there, so I think it's going to be tough on Altuve for sure. I think I think the Yankees fans are going to get on him pretty hard, but somebody that I don't think is going to get phased by the moment is Jordan Alvarez. I think he's going to take advantage of that short porch in Yankee Stadium as well. He's, he can go opposite field, so he's going to take take advantage of the Crawford box in in Minute Maid. So he's, he, and he's just been unbelievable all season. He hits both sides. There's nothing this guy can't do with the plate. He's an unbelievable hitter. So it's it's tough for me to not pick him as my MVP. I know I picked the Yankees, but Jake, I can't disagree with you there. I don't know how often we see losing teams win the MVP award, but to me, Jordan Alvarez is coming in with way too good a stick and is going to be hitting in the absolute kitty park that is Yankee Stadium. He's going to hit about 600 home runs just this week. So even though I don't think that the Astros will necessarily win, I think this thing could go seven games, and I could see Alvarez being the best player in the series despite his team perhaps not being the one that ultimately represents the American League in the World Series. But I guess we'll just have to wait and see because this is exactly what we've been waiting for. It's two juggernauts going head-to-head in what is no doubt going to be one of the most exciting series of the entire MLB postseason. So that is going to do it for us at the 463 Podcast. We want to thank you very much for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at the 463 Pod. Be sure to subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Music, and wherever else you get your podcast fix. And we will catch you midway through the championship series as we discuss everything going on as the Major League Baseball playoffs reach a fever pitch.